This one is called the pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Oh, yeah. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Wow, what a way to live. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from Chobo Studios in... Beautiful downtown Van Nuys. Yes. <laughs> yes, folks. Yeah, man. So we before we fully kick off, Daryl just happened to be bragging about a new book that he found. Where'd you find this? You read Barter from the Library up in uh, Unity of Santa Barbara? No, no. I think I got this one, believe it or not. It looks like this is one of the... Sorry, I got it back to my mic. It looks like one of the ones that we picked up on our trip to... Um, Unity Village years Ooh, ago. because Because nice. I have the Unity Village. I don't know. I'm assuming that's where I got it. Nonetheless, if you want to get it, it's called Mind, the Master Power by Charles Roth. Hold it up for our, if you haven't already for our YouTube viewers. If you're not watching on YouTube, hop on YouTube. Funniest thing with Daryl and Ed. It's a great uh, way to tune in. You can see the whole episode. You can see all the great stuff we get from fans. You can see our lovely guests. You're not going to want to miss the beautiful mug of Reverend Blair who's coming on in a little while. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what do you got? So uh, I didn't think we were going to read from this book. I just brought it. I don't know how, why, but you know how you do that on a hundred? Yeah. It's true in my thing. And I, I, for some reason, I was just playing around. We were all set for the show. And I said, Ed, this is another good book. And I read him this, and he goes, oh, you got to kick off the show with that. Yes. So God, really, when we're willing and we let go, the best things happen without even our real conscious thought. Right. This is a little appetizer for the show to come. So let's hear it. Mr. Roth must have had – what's his name? Charles Roth. Charles Roth. He must have had something to say to us. So yes. thank you, Mr. Roth. What do you got? This is from, if you have the book, The Answer Attitude is this chapter. And this is what he says. There is a problem consciousness and an answer consciousness. Most of us stay in the problem consciousness and wonder why we can't seem to get an answer. It is like making out deposit slips and then wondering why the bank teller always asks for money, but never gives us any. We have to fill out a withdrawal slip. Can you say withdrawal? (laughs) You said that with a bit of a drawl, like John Strickland. A withdrawal slip in order to receive money. Even so, learn to contact command headquarters, in quotes, infinite wisdom, when you are confused or need guidance. Then relax, The initial unexpected or painful phase of the problem is over. Help is on the way. Yeah. Once we relax after the initial jolt, we actually create a path of non-resistance and help comes. 
It is time to stop your frantic running to and fro, searching for all the answers outside yourself. Get into the answer attitude. Then you will cease trying to explain and understand all things in an intellectual way, and you will begin to tune into God's answers directly. And this us reading from this book is a perfect example of that. Well, the good news is the, to- the show that's going to be coming up here is called God Will Match Your Offer. So it's perfect for with when you write the withdrawal slip. That what, and when we get into money. a solution state of mind, God will match our offer with solutions. When we stay in the problem state of mind, God will match our offer. And we tend to just keep getting more the, more, more, more uh, problems. problems, right? So I want to say be a member of the Funniest Thing Fan Club. We're a group of truth. No, excuse me. Be a member of the Funniest Thing Club. We always, Ed loves to call it a fan club. Well, the thing is, it's not a fan club of the show Funniest Thing. No. It's a fan club of saying Funniest Thing because That's you live right. by these principles. There you go. So that made that works. It is the keeps- funniest thing. It's, being a, it's actually being a fan of, of being aware of of the miracles that are occurring in your life on a daily basis. That's right, because we are a group of truth enthusiasts who live each day as ambassadors of, uh, ambassadors of God's love. As we consciously radiate love, we perform everyday miracles and experience better than expected outcomes. If you're already living this way or strive to, then you may consider yourself a member. We motivate one another by simply sharing how miracles occurred naturally in our circumstances as the result of living lovingly and expectingly. Uh, expectantly, excuse me. Yes. Mark Hicks from truthunity.net called funniest things. He, 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 he said to us, you have fashioned a unique ministry that serves people in ways they don't know they need to be served. We're, you have fashioned a unique ministry that serves people in ways they don't know they need to be served. I admire your gifts. Well, thank you. We also actually have officially a page on truthunity.net, which we're very honored to have now. We want to thank our Patreon folks for contributing to the show. We want to thank Valerie for jumping on this week. Yes, thank it's you amazing. so much. We've been talking about it. We've been thinking about ways to just encourage the contribution, even if it's as low as $1 a month, $3 a month. $3 a month is only 75 cents an episode. Yeah, because we did learn you can – we were thinking about putting a button on there for $3, $3 we haven't, or $1 or $3. We haven't gotten to that yet. But, but you could put in, I mean, yeah, on Patreon. We've learned you can it, put in any yeah, amount you it want. It allows you to enter any amount, however small or large you'd like to make, or just hit one of the preset buttons that we set up to make it easy for you. Yes, because we know there's many of you listening, and we were just thinking, wow, the more if everyone contributed $1 a month, the show would be go through the roof. Yeah. And uh, just, you know, as I'm stepping out boldly from teaching in the public schools, I've been putting that out there. I'm just looking forward to what's coming next. So your contributions to this ministry just help could turn this okay. thing into the full-time gig. Okay. I got a great thing, too. As we give, we receive. The, fir- the first law in receiving is giving. And I'm going to give you a great example that just happened to me over the course of the past three weeks. Yes. So I've been getting hunches to send some people I know that mm-hmm. popped into my head, oh, I should send them a copy of my book. Or right. I should send this... Uh, none. I get you know a couple yeah, of nuns yeah. we love. I'm going to send them a copy of my book. I am not kidding. Every book I sent out that week, I got an order for a, at least one book 
But on some of the weeks I sent out a book, I got an order for two books. And these are just personal orders of signed copies. Right, right. So I don't even know what's happening on Amazon. Right. But this stuff works. When we give to something out of love and affection, like I was giving my, I was sending my book because I was thrilled to share it with these people. Right. You know, and there were just various people in my life that came up over the course of the last few weeks. And if you're doing that when you contribute to this show, I guarantee you, you will see a prosperity in return in your life. And when that happens, please share that story with us because we will love to share that on the air because this, it's not a gimmick. I mean, these are real laws. Well, that's what happens. They're spiritual principles that actually operate whether we're aware of them or not. And that's really what today's episode is about. That's what I was going to say. God will always match your offer, just like in your case. But the offer is how we're living. Yeah, and the spirit of it, and the spirit of your giving. So, Yeah, yeah, I want to say this, because a lot of times people say tithe, 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 and then it becomes like this begrudgingly, like I ought to or Mm. obligatory. Right. If you're doing it from that place, you're better off not tithing. When I feel that way, like when I have to, like the basket comes and I'm like, I'm better off not tithing because I'm I'm actually cursing the whole thing. I'm cursing the well, whole operation. Well, because you're reinforcing there's not enough and there's then God enough, will match your offer. Or I better do this or yeah. I should, which is a sh- should mean shame. Scold. Yeah, scold, the origin of the word. So it's always about the spirit in which we're doing these things. Well, yeah, because you could start by giving a text, a friendly text to someone. Yes. The giving is actually the generous feeling of giving joy and yes. blessing and affirming the divine in life and in your, in others and in in ourselves in the process. And if you want to send us something, you could send it to Funniest Thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. Again, if you want to jump on the Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. It's very easy to do. I mean, you got to think about it. three bucks a month. That's like 75 cents a show. But beyond that, that's like whatever little thing that you yeah. buy would buy for three dollars a month. By circulating that money, it will come back to you. Yes, it always does. And it'll come back magnified and multiplied. Oh, we got a letter from Kirky right here. There's By the a- way, speaking of the P.O. Box, if you're on Facebook, you can I mean, if you're on YouTube, you can see the um, actual card. Actual card it says happy holidays. It's two lads. Uh, in plaid, which is kind of a running joke because Kirky loves his plaid. Yeah, he does. But this came all the way from Poland. He says, I love the holiday card, guys. Lori did a great job and finally some plaid. Outstanding. And now here's a great Neville reading. It goes well with our show. Yeah. I love. Uh, he says, there is no other way to change this world. I am the way. My I amness, my consciousness is the way by which I change my world. As I change my concept of myself, I change my world. Yes. When men and women help or hinder us, they only play the part that we, by our concept of self, wrote for them, and they play it automatically. They must play the parts they are playing because we are what we are. You will change the world only when you become the embodiment of that which you want the world to be, which goes exactly what Daryl was just talking about with regards to sharing. When we become generous givers, oh, we become... We got another gift. God, the, the universe gives back to us generously because it's also in the giving that we've opened the channel because we're no longer hoarding our energy and the, the good just flows in naturally. Along with the postcard, if you're watching on 
YouTube, you could see it, but if you're not, I'm going to describe for you the emoji farting pen. It's a poop emoji pen. It's a pen, and uh, let's see if we can hear what it does. Let's see. There's seven different, seven different rip roaring fart sounds, is what it says on the cover. Yeah, Kirk, Kirky, you know us well. well Thank you, know you buddy. I gotta say something, you know. This goes perfect with that. I saw this quote in a morning routine. It goes perfect with this gift. Yeah, what does it and say? And Daryl and Ed's unusual way of sharing spiritual principles. Right. And it's this, folks. This I read this, and I go, yeah, this is true. Because a lot of times we think, oh, we better act more serious. Right. But seriousness is just fear pretending to act like a grown-up. Yes. And this quote was in my one of my readings this morning. Humor... Humor is the affectionate communication of insight. Nice. Yes. Yes. That's so true, man. Yes. Yeah. That's why the truth sets us free. The truth gives us joy. I want to thank Penny Akashi for her wonderful card, which says, you you bring such brightness to the world. Amen to that. Much gratitude and love from Penny. And thank you for the contribution to the show. Yes. Yes. this is a great text we got from Krista McAvina. said, holy crapola, guys. The episode with Temple Hayes was on fire. It's called Just Do That with Temple Hayes. She minces no words. Love it. Wow, you guys are so finding your people in all this. Love her story about Reverend Ike. So do we. Stacy Matra reached out through. We have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram page at Daryl and Ed. But we have a Facebook fan page, Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. We uh, share everything we do there as well. But we got this message from Stacy. She said, hey, guys, we mentioned Stacy recently. I'm Stacy, Sarah and Glenn's friend you mentioned in the October 23rd oh, podcast. who was going to Italy and about, listening to us. Yeah, about being in Italy last month and hearing your show, having it wake me up and take me back to my dad's books. Ernest Holmes and all the big boys and remember the truth. I am so grateful to you both. And there's a story here that I'd love to share with you. But as I told Sarah, I'm going to write it out and mail it snail mail. So we Nice. Oh, wow. You guys are my morning practice. I get my coffee, light a candle, flip to whatever show of your shows feels good in the moment. I live in both Portland, Oregon, and in Italy, but I'd love to come to L.A. next year to visit friends, and I'd love to meet up with you. If it works out, we'll see. Oh, you guys yes. are amazing. Thank you so much. Be on the lookout for a card for me. Can't wait. Thank you, Stacy. Um, Check out our website, DarylNet.com. We want to thank our chief engineer who edits the sound portion of this. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to uh, podcasts, his name's Jeff Comfort. Each week, he takes, takes us, us right into the comfort zone. Yeah. All right. Shout out to the prayer line, Silent Unity. It's become part of my morning routine. I press two. I call Silent Unity at eight hundred now pray or eight hundred six six nine seven seven two nine. They do have an app, the letter U, the word pray. But I call them. I press two, and I listen to. This is how I start to loosen up. Part of how I loosen up my brain in the mornings. I listen to the pre-recorded affirmative prayer. But if you're really feeling stuck and uh, wondering. You know, maybe you're concerned about what energy you're putting out. You're afraid. Yes. You don't know how to get in a giving mood. Call Silent Unity. Have them pray affirmatively because they're pray. They pray from this consciousness of God, and it's who we. Are. It's who we are. It's our nature. So when we hear it, we naturally relax because we. Every part of our, every cell in our being really wants to get back into the flow. Yes, it's just that resistance, and we learned it over time, and we're all in the process of unlearning it, learning how to stay in the flow. 
Silent Unity is an amazing tool. So call them at 800-669-7729. Daryl and I use it all the time. Yes, we do. And now today's show is called God Will Always Match Your Offer with Reverend Blair. How does it say? Tabor? Did we ever get this last name? Tabor. No, Tabor. <laughs> I don't Tabor? know. He'll tell us. He'll correct us. He'll correct us when he's on. <laughs> yes. Tabor. <laughs> Tabor? I don't know. Should we ask him? Well, uh, we could ask him. He's in the green room. All right. Let's see. Blair, can you un- unmute yourself for a second and let us know what your, how you pronounce your name? Wait, hang on. He's going to turn your audio on. Yeah, so it depends on what part of the world I'm in. Oh, okay. In English-speaking countries, we pronounce it Tabor. Tabor. If, uh, when my parents lived in Mexico in the winters, it was uh, Tabor. Tabor, yes. But in East... Tabor. Tabor. So, so I, I pronounce it Tabor usually. Tabor. All right. Tabor. So God will always match your offer with Reverend Blair Tabor. Whatever we express in thought, word, or deed will return multiplied in kind. Generosity reaps prosperity. Oh, I love that. Thinking with love and joy towards life attracts all that we could need and desire. We make life difficult when we insist that there must be more to more that we need to do. The truth is that we need to give so little to receive so much. Simply appreciate life as you trust your desires to God, and you will discover how little is your part and how great is His. On this episode, Daryl and Ed encourage listeners to pray lightly and trust implicitly. During the second segment, the angel of Alhambra, Blair Tabor, what did we just Tabor. Tabor makes us an offer we can't refuse with today's daily word, easy does it. All right, so... Should we get started? What yeah, we're going to kick it off because this goes perfect with everything we're talking about. And we're really talking about getting out of the way and not trying to make things happen, but rather let them happen. This is from a book, Prove Me Now, by Gardner Hunting. Yeah, great book. And uh, you could find all these books online. We also have a reading list. This one's not on it yet, but you heard about it here. It's Prove mm-hmm. Me Now by Gardner Hunter. We've been reading from it over the past few episodes. Yes. And here we go. This is from page 47. Near and here is nice. this chapter. Near and here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that goes along with what Kathy Norman just talked to Krista yes. McAvina, that all the good you desire is always within 10 feet of you. Yeah, the answer to any problem is always within 10 feet. Yeah. She even gave the example that Native American who shared this yes. uh, drove home the point by sharing the fact that the plant that cures poison oak, oak yes. is within ten, grows within 10 feet of poison oak. Oh, that's awesome. And I so, wouldn't know which plant that was, see folks. That, <laughs> but, well, but I try everyone within 10 feet. A lot, to, of, the, a, work. A lot of the time we uh, think our good is so far away. And I mean, that's know. where that anxious strife, or we believe it doesn't even exist at all. Or it's impossible. It's impossible. And remember, we've been using the I am. Remember, uh, we heard uh, impossible really is spelled I'm possible. So may, if you have things that you know you desire but seem impossible – just tell your rational mind, rational mind, don't worry, we're going to put it on the impossible list. And you write your little I'm possible list and write those silly ideas yeah. that God is whispering in your mind down and just affirm that God is working on them. Okay, so here we go, folks. We use power by preparing the conditions 
and letting the power act through them. I suggest electricity as a symbol because in using electricity, we simply string a wire, set up a line of least resistance, and let the current flow through it. This is the way to use faith. Like lightning, God's power will always instantly find the line of least resistance and flow over it without any willing or manipulation of ours. We have only to prepare a channel of non-resistance in the direction we want the power to flow. So, my friend, what do we do when we really relax? Why? We let go of strain, of pushing and shoving, or self-assertion, of determination to have things our way. We cease fighting and struggling and swinging our fists or our weapons, or even reaching for our good. We stop striving, and leave everything to the power that is ready to flow into and through us every moment. We give up effort and accept what comes, and we find over and over that what comes is fulfillment of the very desires we have let go of. So true. I mean, that goes with this Cupferly quote from Guidelines to Prayer that... um that uh, Sue Hodgson sent us this week, which says, Because God has created us in his image and has told us that it is his good pleasure to give us the kingdom, we can rest assured that no good desire is beyond the capability of his hands. He will prove this to us daily as we trust and release and place all things where they belong, in his hands. And what I was thinking, because I've been doing a lot of shifting around my relationship with work, and I'm going back, I've had a week off, and I'm, Today, I was having to recognize that, like, I actually feel afraid of going back. <laughs> that could be a good thing. Yeah, so what I, but what I, you know, because I used to try to deny those thoughts and feelings so much that lately, this last couple of days especially, I've had to, like, when I'm feeling really bad and if it's really loud, I have to just get quiet and say, what yes. is this voice inside? What is it that is feeling so bad? And, Last night, I realized it was such a feeling, a thought of lack. And at first, it felt like, what good is it going to do to go inside if my whole life was feeling like bleak at that moment, yeah. right? And this morning again, but I just listened, and I didn't fight the voice of resistance. Because a lot of times, we, go, we, we face some condition, right? And then we have this other voice inside that's yelling and telling us what, how we need to panic and get through it. But metaphysically, that voice is really telling us where, what voice kind of created this problem for us in the first place. It was the very voice that's loud in yes. that moment. That's the thought that has generated this seeming problem. It's actually coming up to be released. And sometimes that's hard to, right. to wrap our noodle around because uh, yes. I've been so identified. If I hadn't been so identified with that thought pattern in the past, I wouldn't be in this position in the first place. So I have to learn and practicing meditation, a morning yes. routine like we recommend, reading um, inspired books like the ones we read, practicing some meditation just relax and breathe set a timer for as little as three minutes nine minutes whatever works for you and then affirm once you see what happens is when we meditate and when we read these books it's a releasing like we're talking yes. about it's a releasing it's a remembering of who we are so that our vibration naturally raises because yes. now we're no longer like our friend fred Wilecki. our friend fred Wilecki the other day said he said drop the rock yeah and that's what I like. I've been holding this rock of fear, doubt, and worry about this job and how I better not lose it and all this stuff. And I didn't realize I was doing it, but it was in my subconscious mind. And now that I'm learning to drop the rock, but it's like the Emmett Fox thing where he talks about the bear who hugs yes. the, the burning kettle to him. I didn't realize how much I've been hugging this, this 
to me with my subconscious thinking. So this morning when I felt, it felt good to finally admit, like, you know what? I actually, to let those thoughts, yes. like, it's okay for me to have those thoughts and be like a loving parent to, yes. to that part of me, you know? It's really, and another thing Fred Wilecki said, this is a good friend of ours. Yeah. He's, He's, uh, we've become friends just through coincidence, like everything, like the magic of we're sharing today through unexpected ways. I've become friends with a man named Fred Wilecki, yeah. who just happens to be the guy who strings and repairs and restores and, and, builds, even, guitars. and builds guitars for the past 60 years for the greatest legends of rock and roll. We go to his workshop and go, oh, yeah, oh, that's just Joni Mitchell's. So i got to restring that. And I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, and there was a gold <laughs> record dust with dust on it. Le- I mean, like the real gold records that you'd see in the movies hanging on the walls. And it was leaning against the workshop bench. And I looked at it, and, and it was for an Eagles album. Yeah. Like one of the big Eagles albums. Yeah. I forget the name of the record, but it was like one of the ones that you know very well. And this guy is so unpretentious. He's just, he like that stuff. He has them up like in his shop, but they're just like on a shelf. But I don't mean on a shelf so you could see them. They're just like collecting dust. This was like on the floor leaning yeah. against the, the, <laughs> yes. the bench. But this is the thing he said. He says, when we tune into this in the morning and do our morning routine, he says it's the difference between he talks with one of those machines now in his voice. Yeah. But he says it's the difference between AM and FM. Yeah. And he hits on this big song. And it is. He goes, it's like switching into FM, and it's a whole nother frequency. Yeah, well, this is, it goes well with this Emmett Fox reading. It's called Increasing Your Dividends. It's from Around the Year with Emmett Fox, November 23rd. And he says, so the quote from Matthew twenty five twenty nine is, For unto everyone that hath shall be given. And he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he has. And it says this great text has been a stumbling block to many. He says the explanation is logical when you have the key to life. Your experience is the expression or pressing out of your state of mind or consciousness at any time. When your consciousness is high, everything goes well. When your consciousness is low or limited, everything goes wrong. Yes. When trouble comes, the usual thing to meet it with is fear, anger, disappointment, self-pity, or brutal willpower. This naturally lowers the consciousness a good deal more, and things get still worse. From him that hath not much harmony shall be taken away even that which he hath. Harmony and joy, on the other hand, naturally raise your consciousness and your faith in God still higher, and so things improve further. Unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. This is a simple, simple statement of natural law. Let us thank God that this wonderful law exists. So then uh, today, I think it was, yeah. on the 26th, he said, How much conviction? He says, What do you really believe? It is as a man thinketh in his heart that matters, says the Bible. And this means the heartfelt conviction as, as distinct from mere formal Yeah, assent. like the spirit of it, yes. Yeah. If you want to know what you really believe, just simply watch what you do. We will always do what we believe, although we frequently talk differently. If you feel that you're not making the most of your life, change your beliefs. Your present beliefs must be wrong if they're not producing harmony and satisfaction. Start believing in health. Start believing in prosperity. Start believing in the Christ and those about you. Start believing that your own divine selfhood is rapidly unfolding. Yes. Act as though you believe these things and the results will surprise you. I got to say one thing that sums this up nicely that we repeat often on this show because it really helps knock me out of these bad states of consciousness when I'm locked in them, especially concerns about money or are things going to things are good now, but 
They're probably not going to last. You know, all these horrible right. things we picked up, not necessarily from our parents. It could have been, or it could have been just stuff we hear on TV. Right. Wherever we got them, we got them, and they're erroneous. That's the good news. But it was like when Mike Dugan said to me, that guy, remember, he pointed out this guy who I said, oh, of course that guy's happy, Mike. He's rich. Right. And Mike Dugan said, no, he's not happy because he's rich. He's rich because he's happy. And Emmett Fox sums it up in another reading that I love because in this, by when I started applying this stuff to my life, I would get very excited and I would talk to other people who were into it too, I, I thought. Right. And they would kind of dismiss what I was saying as not being realistic. Okay. So I would feel like, oh, I better not share these, how things are seemingly working out. Totally. Uh, effortlessly as a result of faith right? because maybe, you know, it's just coincidence or whatever it was. But you know what? I hang my hat on this. It's in Emmett Fox, and it's this, folks. It's I don't have faith because things are going well. Things are going well because I have faith. Right. It's a law. It's magnetic. It is powerful. It's transformative. And it works. Yeah, and you, and we always have faith in something. Yes. And when we're feeling bad, we're having faith in these lackful thoughts because we're putting, like last night, what I realized is that was running the show because on the deepest level, that was this thought that was deep inside me that was generating more thoughts. Yes. And I was either running from it or going along with it or whatever. And the beauty of it is, even if you're having all these thoughts of lack and fear, if you take some time to just get quiet... And just bless it. You don't even have to have the solution. It could be scary. That voice could be telling you there is no solution. It can't work out. It won't work out. But if you'll just sit and if you'll just sit and breathe and affirm and call on the light and tell that part of you. Disidentify with that as being who you really are. Yes. But just recognize this is a part of you and these are the thoughts. And let that part of you know, thank you for letting me know how you're feeling. That does sound scary because most likely you picked this up at a young age. Somewhere there's a little kid in you that's afraid and it needs a loving, yes. guiding voice, which we can be for ourselves, which we have to be for ourselves if we're ever going to be free to to live this way, right? And so, you know, Bob Baker, I got a text the other day that goes right along with this. He says, don't obsess about hurdles. Focus on your desired outcome in the journey, not the current obstacle. You'll find a way around it. It's But sometimes the, the real hurdle is inside us it's that well, that pattern of yes. thinking because that pattern is being replicated in our experience but what we don't realize is we're the master so when we calm down and bless it and relax it will begin to slow down this is our nat this inspired way of life like you're alluding to is our natural way yeah. of being and sometimes it sounds silly to people who never get in touch with their natural way of being and are so used to pushing and shoving they only listen to these news outlets and Whatever, even most movies and stories, a lot of them reiterate these crazy yeah, ideas fight your of way limit, lack, like, um, yeah, just sadness and like almost like glorify virtue and suffering and tragedy. It's that's why we love New Thought metaphysics. It, there is a way. It's the message that Christ was speaking. It's the truth of who we are, and it's how we all really want to be living. Well, one odd thing. Now, remember you said how the the other night you felt like there was this screaming inside going, ah. Yeah, yeah. You just told that story, and then right. listening to that and letting it go. 
I I make postcards for Kirky too. So I don't even know why I brought this. I made this weird postcard on the front of it. I'm holding it up. It says, are you screaming? <laughs> and, right. I go, and I go, what did I write that for? What does that even mean? But on the back, there was a quote that I read today. Uh-huh. And I go, oh, this is why I put the are you screaming? It's that screaming inside that we're not recognizing, not to listen to the frustration it's telling us. But it means all that is coming up to be blessed and let go of, like yes. you said. It's hard to see it as that, but it means now we're moving in a healthy direction. Right. So our subconscious now is filling up with the good desires are now waking up and taking up space. So now these old worn out ideas have to come up and out and they're usually scary and doubtful. But like you said, we've been hanging on to that so long that we've, we've been ruled by it thinking that's the true voice. And it gives this solution in this one reading book Ed and I read from called Touchstones. And it was today, Ed, listen to this. Yes. How to like be, stop that train. Saying thank you actually opens us, opens us to receive more of life's blessings, which sit there waiting for us to notice. So it's a way to unclog when we're, when we're frustrating. Another I wrote on here too, love, I heard this from a neighbor, is a frictionless state of being. Yes. That's what happened to me last night. The last part is of that story is after I got in touch with this feeling of lack and started letting it go yeah. and blessing it and giving thanks for what I had, I swear my whole life, my whole world changed instantly. Yes. I remembered who I, I remembered who I really am. I saw every all you know, my father's house has many mansions. I started that's the other thing. I, I, I've been claiming that. I, don't, I no longer desire to live in this shack of consciousness that I've been living in in the past with rela- related to my work and such. I, my father's house has many mansions, and I'm enjoying living in all of them. Yes. We've got to do these breaths, don't That's, we? Oh, yeah. we got three breaths, and then we're you going to the break. You want to tell the people why you came up with these? Because this is about what you're offering, right? How you show up. Yeah. And it's, really about, and it's really about gratitude of assuming... The, your real true identity. Yes. You know, take, when we assume, we mean take assumption of it and make it part of us. Yes. Well, I I heard a song called... Uh, Diamond in the Back, right? No. Well, what is it called? No, this is Diamond in the Back. Uh, but what remind me of it, there's a song Ed and I listen to go, shame, shame, shame. Yeah, yeah. If you don't dance, you know what I mean? Shame yeah, on you. Yeah, we did that one, yeah. Well... In that song, they mentioned the diamond in the back, which reminds me of the 70s. I grew up in that era, and I yeah. used to see the Lincoln Continental Mark IV with the little diamond in the little right, opera window. Right, right. But then I go, there's another song with diamond in the back. Yeah. So I looked it up yesterday on my walk, because there's a part in there I love, because I know the line. And I go, did that song even exist, or did I make this up in my head? Right. And it does, and it really is the best line in the whole song. The song is about being grateful for what you have, and you really don't need to think you need um, costumes or Cadillacs or cool, you know, pants, cars to yeah to make you yeah. impress others. So the three breaths are from Curtis uh, Mayfield. Curtis Mayfield, and the song is "Diamond in the Back." This is a good visual. Imagine it really yourself is. rolling into it life. Really is. All right. Look how happy Daryl is. Am I going to do it first? Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right. Start us off. Okay, ready? Yeah. We're going to take a nice cleaning breath. 
Yeah, clean off that Cadillac. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready? Yeah. Diamond in the back, sunroof top. <laughs> Digging the scene with a gangster lean. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Diamond in the back, sunroof top. Digging the scene with the gangster lean. Ah. <laughs> you ready? Diamond in, in the back, back sunroof top. Digging Dig the scene with the gangster lean. Woohoo! <laughs> now that's living, folks. Coming up next, the angel of Alhambra, Blair Tabor, makes us an offer we can't refuse with today's daily word. Easy does it. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, live from Chobo Studios. Now return to the funniest thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. All right, everybody, welcome back to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Today's show is called God Will Always Match Your Offer with Blair Tabor. He's a great unity minister, a uh, good friend of many of our friends. Um, also, before we, we have a quick reading, we're going to bring in Reverend Blair. I want to thank Indy, chief engineer here at Chobo Studios. Thank you so much, buddy. Thank you, guys. Love you. Thought you forgot about me. Oh, man. No, no. (laughs) No, we can't forget about you, man. We really appreciate the space and how much joy and love you brought to us. Yes. Um, So go to ChoboStudios.com to uh, book your time here or go to PodShuttle.io if you want him to edit your podcast or your videos or whatever for you and get them up on the Internet. So thank you again. Chobi Wan Kenobi. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. All right. Well, this one, Ed, drives home the attitude because we're talking about the spirit by which you go forward toward life Mm. each day Mm. really is what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. That's the offer that gets matched. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this is from A Deep Breath of Life. It's one of our morning routine books by Alan Cohen. And also this is uh, Hammer's – we – this can turn this like metaphysical stuff can turn into feeling like more pressure like it's all on us it's right. all in our mind it's all in our thinking and that's not what we want to do at all the 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 goal is to realize that god is the source of everything and that there's all these different channels and we yes. are one of those channels and when we open up because a lot of the very thought processes that we've developed that involve pushing and shoving have come from the idea that we're separate and that you know we all have to do it on yes. our own. So let's hear this one. Yeah. So what I think what you're trying to hammer home is it's it's more about delighting in the fact that yeah. we know God is love and good, and orchestrating it all. And it's not all about mind power. No, because that 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 those thoughts of delight and all these truths open us up yes. to become an open channel for this good to happen. And that is what when the amazing stuff starts happening. All right. So this is from November 26th, and it's the perfect example. 
Okay, here we go. On an episode of Northern Exposure, this was a TV show that was on years ago. Right. The character Shelley received a chain letter telling her that if she mailed the letter onto a friend within three days, she would enjoy unprecedented good luck. Mm. Believing the prophecy, she copied the letter and mailed it at the local post office. To Shelley's delight, all manner of good things befell her, and many blessings she desired came true. She felt deeply grateful that the good fortune of the chain letter had come her way. A week later, when Shelley returned to the post office, the clerk held up her letter and informed her that he did not mail it because she needed more postage. Mm. Shelley's jaw dropped when she realized that the letter was not the source of her good luck. She admitted, I guess we are in charge of our own lives. There is no force outside of you that can determine what happens to you, but there is a very potent force inside you that sets the stage for every event you experience. Enlightenment is an inside job. Luck is not a capricious gift that whimsically falls into our lap. It is a force we activate with our thoughts, feelings, attitude, words, and actions. At this very moment, you have everything you need to set into motion a chain of events that will change your life forever. Yes. All right. And someone who taps into these truths, helps people change their life forever, and is a friend of our, of our friends. We met him through the Alhambra Foundation. Um, we yeah. Now we found out that he's actually part of Unity of Tustin, where I grew up. It's neighborhood. It's, it's whenever I go visit my folks. I always spend time in that garden at the very least. They have a beautiful meditation garden down there. It's incredible. What a coincidence this is. I know. It's the land, unbelievable. I agree. So it's a great blessing to have him. How are you doing, Reverend Blair? I am doing most excellent. Good to be with you guys. Yeah, it's so good to see your smiling face. Where are you uh, chiming in from today? I'm living in Santee, California. Our uh, former mayor used to call it La Jolla East, and everybody would just roll their eyes when he said that. But uh, <laughs> It's it's a good place to be. Is is that off the eight out out that way? Off, uh, uh, we're just north of eight. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, just you know, north of Alcohol. Oh yes, because I have a lot of friends that from the La Mesa area I used to play yeah. music yeah, in a so. bar out there. North of Al Capone. Very fascinating. <laughs> I'm just north of Al Capone. But um, <laughs> so, Reverend Blair, we talked at the break, and uh, I was talking to you. You said that you had some thoughts you could share for us on this uh, subject of today's show. God will always match your offer and such. Yeah, there's uh, uh, there's so many aspects of it. The, the story that first came to mind when I was thinking about the show is when I first came to the Unity Church in San Diego. Uh, they had, they had, I was the sixth minister in eight years. Wow. And uh, uh, so there was a lot of things that hadn't been done, a lot of deferred maintenance. And so the, the, the church buildings were all with black trim and the, the paint was literally falling off the trim. Mm. And the story was the church needs to be painted. We don't have the money. So that was sort of this little mantra that, that was going on. Right. And so I, I bought into that for a while. You know, and then one day I drove up and I saw that and I started the mantra, you know, church needs to be painted. We don't have the money. I said, wait a minute. This is God's church. And I said, God, get your church painted. Oh, wow. In so the moment, our, our facilities manager came around the corner and I told her, get me three bids on getting it painted. So the first bid was uh, 
thirty-five thousand uh-huh. dollars. Second bid was fifty thousand dollars. The third bid was about thirty-six thousand dollars, and then she got another bid for three thousand six hundred dollars. <laughs> wow! And I go, okay, I can wrap my mind around that. So I said, you know, check his references. So she checked his references, and the reference was not only does he do a good job, but he cleans up after himself. So I said, okay, th- I got thirty-six hundred dollars. So I talked to one of the ladies at the church, they had the woman's group, and she said, well, I've got that much money in my account. So within three weeks of me changing my mind from the church needs to be painted, we don't have the money, to God, get your church painted, the church is being painted. Wow. So it's just, it's that, it's, again, you talked about earlier about what is your tune? If you're tuned to the problem, yeah. you just get more problems. You're tuned to the answer, to the solution. You know, there's that. And there's a phrase that I always like. It says, God opens a way where to human sense, there is no way. Mm. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, we get stuck in in the limitation and there's something so much more that's ready to happen. Yeah. yeah. I was like uh, Khalil Gibran, who's the founder of the Sufi order in the West, uh, has a whole series of books on vibration. And basically this is life is vibration. So what you're tuned to is what is attracted to you. Mm. If you're tuned to, you know, things aren't working, well, then you get lots of evidence for things aren't working. Where if you tune to, there's a way that's being opened, then a way is, is opened up for us. You know, uh, you had talked earlier about, uh, you know, giving away a book and then selling books. Uh, my wife, uh, during the pandemic, was making masks. She made over 4,000 masks. Uh, and she started out giving to nurses, and then uh, she sent a bunch to the Navajo Nation and, and some other uh, Native American but she, you know, so and people would buy them, and then when her sales would get slow, she'd give some away. And as soon as she gave some away, she started to get orders again. Mm. Sometimes from people that she, she doesn't even know how they found out about her. Right. But it's just being in that consciousness of there's a flow, and I'm going to be a part of it, and working with that. Well, you just brought up something. This is a totally related, but not when you mentioned she was giving masks to the Navajo Nation. Our actually, our dog Gidget is actually from the Navajo Nation. Our rescued little dog, uh-huh. you know that, yeah, yeah. Which is a miracle because my wife's organization, uh, best friends. It took a while to build a healthy relationship uh, with the Navajo Nation, and they did. And now they help rescue all the strays. You know, the they're pretty much feral. You know, yeah, dogs yeah. on the reservation. So uh-huh. it's crazy that you brought that up. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. Well, there's always connections. That's yeah. The there's, there's always connections. Yeah. So, and, and uh, you know, and one of the ways it's uh, one of my part of my prayer work every day is is uh, that my music blesses everyone on the planet. Mm. It's one of my, the, my prayer phrases. And so it's always amazing to me how that manifests. Uh, we When I retired from full time ministry, uh, Marathon and I took a trip to. Uh, Australia, New Zealand, and we were we had been in Australia for a couple of days, and we were getting we were in uh, Sydney Airport, ready to fly to Christchurch in New Zealand, and the weather's bad weather's coming in, and so everybody's freaking out. I'm playing my guitar in the waiting room, and uh, and just when when they finally decide, okay, we can't fly, we're going to put you up in hotels. When get in line, and we'll give you the voucher. So I get up the front, and the the lady from the airline says, "Thank you for playing your music. It helped keep everybody calm." As they wow. were, we waited like five hours for them to figure out what they were going to do. Wow. I love uh, this stuff. 
Yeah. Well, and then, so that at the end of our trip, three and a half weeks later, we're in the Auckland airport ready to go home and I'm playing my guitar and a guy comes up to me, says, were you in uh, um, in S the Sydney airport three and a half weeks ago? I said, yeah. I says, what did they ever do? He says, oh, they gave us vouchers to the hotel. I says, well, you know, we had to find our own place. Um, but, you know, we lost some money on that. And they said, well, the, you know, I said, well, they gave us a letter, you know, that, that explained the delay. And I said, give me your address and we'll be able to email it to you. So here's that music made a connection. Yes. In a way that I never would have thought of. Wow. See, this is an example. When we do what we love just for the sake of doing it. Yeah. Magic happens all the time. True. When we're just generous with what we love. Yes. Things happen that bless others and bless ourselves in the experience. Right. Well, and it's funny because I'll find out, you know, I bring my guitar just because it gives me something to do while we're waiting for a plane. So I get it out and some people will move away and some people move closer. Uh, but I was in the San Diego airport waiting to go on a trip one time and I'm singing uh, teacher children and some guy comes up behind me, starts singing harmony. <laughs> wow. So it was just a delight. Just a, so it's there. It's always, you know, the connections are always there. And again, as you're, as you're putting your energy out, as you're putting good energy out, it's, it's got to flow back because the energy is the universe is an energy system. Yes. Yeah. So that's the way it works. Yeah. And that's how it is with uh, sharing this truth. Sometimes as I step out more boldly and let go of sort of cynical attitudes or whatever, I might normally lean into as my sort of personality. I think, Oh, no one here would understand if I mentioned my faith or if I mentioned, you know, trusting in principle or something like this, but it's similar to you singing along. I'm always surprised when I'll say something, just, I'll let go of caring what anyone else thinks and I'll speak the truth for my own sake and someone else will come in and start harmonizing in a way because yeah. they get it. And now yeah. I've opened a way for them to join in the song that everyone really yes. wants to hear, which is all is well. We, even if our rational mind thinks it's not, it is something yes. good will come. And I, cause I, I what, the, what you just said really is ringing home, hitting home for me because when I, I, at the beginning of this week, I made a decree to Daryl and a, a Kirky and our friend Stephen, like our mission is just to speak as highly of ourselves to ourselves and as we can. And I think as a result of doing that, I've uncovered some ways, like I, it feels like it's almost gotten worse, but I think it's yeah. just because I've uncovered these parts of myself that were thinking so lowly of myself yeah, and speaking oh yeah. With authority about how small or just overlooking all the good that I do and yes. have done and has been done through me. It's it's amazing. Uh, that's why I think it's so important to shift. It's just proof that it's healthier to think along the lines of these principles, which is often starts when I'm in a funk of affirming what's already true. And then my mind starts to naturally open up and new thoughts start to follow. Yeah. Well, and like, like the story of painting the church. I mean, I, I came into a culture. Yeah, you know, the church used to be painted. We don't have the money, so I just bought into that culture. And yeah, you know, and growing up, you know, either it's family culture or the culture that's around us. There's all these stories about lack and limitation and separation, and we just say, "Well, that's what everybody's saying." You know, we buy into it. It must be true until we yes. say, "Wait a minute, maybe it isn't true. Yes. Maybe there's something else that's that's true." And as we tune into that, then all of a sudden we begin to say, "Yeah, this is what's true." Yeah. And, and you mentioned, you know, that idea of those feelings coming up. I, I read something recently. It says things aren't getting worse. They're getting uncovered. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There's, there's, there's this stuff that's already there. And now we're becoming aware of it. So now it's time to, to deal with it. I don't know if you're familiar with Emily Cady's book, Lessons in Truth. She has yes. A, the, 
the chapter on chemicalization. Fill us in. You mentioned as you start putting this stuff in, then that the other stuff doesn't have room anymore. So it has to come out. And it doesn't come out for us to give attention to it. It comes out for us to get rid of it, to release it. And I always like to say, when you take out the trash, you don't go through it first, right? Right. Just put it in there and get and let it go. Yeah. That's the thing. Wow, he, you know what, I, I, I was just great. pointing like uh, like Gidget when she's ready for a walk or whatever. You she doesn't know, like, know who's going to take her. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> a, because when you said that about the culture thing, it's a, like that's what I'm going kind of uncovering and working through in myself as I release this, like uh, being in this public education, I've been teaching for 25 years in special education and I used to have this job, inclusion specialist, where I was like in and out of different campuses and so i was always and i'd meet with daryl we'd have coffee and i'd shake off that culture of these accepted lacks and limitations and all this stuff and then i'd go back in i can only go in there for an hour and then i had to get out and then i'd re resuscitate and remember what but now i've been teaching in a classroom for the last several years and man i'll be darned if that culture like hasn't started to like take over my consciousness and now so now i'm like I realize, like, that's why I'm putting it in God's hands. Like, okay, it's time to change my position in life because um, I want to, I want to live in these truths. And it's very difficult when you're getting pounded with those yeah. those beliefs from and these people who are in leadership positions all the time. I mean, it's all new to me. I'm going through this process of because I, I can't. It feels so bad when I let those limiting ideas inside me. You know, like school looks like a, a prison when I when I. When I have those fears in me, but when I'm lifted up and filled with this truth that we talk about, yes. it's heaven on earth. It's just yes. wonderful yeah. children and possibility and joy. And it's awesome. So here's a, so I just found this today. This is for you. Thank you. Uh, this is from Jeff Bezos. He says, I was working at a financial firm in New York city with a bunch of very smart people. And I had a brilliant boss. I much admired. I went to my boss and told him I was going to start a company selling books on the internet. He took me on a long walk in Central Park, listened carefully to me, and finally said that it sounds like a really good idea, but it would be an even better idea for someone who didn't already have a good job. Wow. And so Thank you know, you. Jeff says, he quit his job and, and, and started yeah. doing his thing. Wow. And the question, the question is, what's the result going to be if I do this or if I don't do this? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's going to be a result either way. Oh, and, in, and in 40 years and in 80 years, what's the result going to be from this choice wow. right here right now? Wow. So, yes. Oh, my God. You just reminded me of wow. something that wow. Mike Dugan helped me make decisions about that I hang my hat on that works. Mike Dugan was the guy who introduced me to this, by the way. Blair, like 1986, I met him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was 23. Right. And he said, well, when making a decision, whether to stay or whether to go with something, you know, which, what's the choice? And, he, and if it was whether or not to stick with a relationship or a routine or a, a place of employment or even something I was just doing because I thought it was mine to be doing at the time. And I was starting to get this you know, conflict going inside. And I, because it seemed like a good thing. It was a good thing in the beginning and it seemed like a good thing and it was definitely safe and secure, but he would say, all right, well, how do you feel? What does it feel like if you decided to let go of that? 
And the answer is obvious when it feel when I would say to him, it feels like relief. And he said, well, there you have it. Right. And he goes in, you will not be um, uh, let down or, or, or just abandoned. But right. When you go with that, you're really being true to yourself. And it's God pulling you into a healthier direction. But he would also help bolster my decision by saying, and good things always happen to you whenever you step out boldly. And he meant with the, in trusting God, and I'm okay, I'm going to yes. do this. And I am telling you, it's never failed. And the good that comes in my life all the time sometimes came from the direct letting go and the cho- like a conscious choice like Jeff Bezos had to do something else. Like when I decided to move out here and work in the entertainment business or when I just step out knowing that this feels so bad right now and so boring and dull and I, I appreciate it, but I'm just staying there because it's safe. And when I stepped out not knowing exactly what was going to happen, something crazy, coincidental, unexpected just came in like a vacuum, like totally like Ed says, another mansion I couldn't even imagine for myself. Always. Well, and, and again, because we, we get an answer to a, a prayer. We get an answer to a problem. And we live in that and then don't always realize that sometimes there's an, an answer coming next. And yeah. we need to let go. This was good, but there's something better. Yeah. So right. let go of the good to get into what God has for us next. That's the scariest step to take, but it's the most thrilling. And every time I've taken it, the most rewarding. Yeah. Let me give you a little exercise. Uh, We have, you know, I don't know if you guys do stuff with the 12 powers, uh, but at the solar plexus is uh, is sometimes called wisdom, sometimes uh, called judgment. I'd feel more called a judgment in in terms of righteous judgment, not being judgmental. I like to call it discernment. That's what I call the power. Yes. And so if you think think of that as uh, sort of a, uh, an energy center that we can use to get God's wisdom working in us. And so it's so I would ask, if I'm thinking about something, I'll ask a question, a yes or no question. Like, should I go visit this person? Is the answer yes? And I'll stop and wait and pay attention down at the solar plexus. Is the answer no? And then I'll wait and listen. Yeah. And always one of those is going to be stronger. And and it's and usually it's it's not the answer that I want, <laughs> uh, but when I trust it and go with it, ama- as you said, amazing things happen that I never would have planned. I never would have figured that out ahead of time because because that mind of God is infinite, you know, and our yeah. consciousness is, is always going to be limited. As much as much expansion as we get, it's always going to be limited compared to that infinite mind of God. And so um, I always say I let go of who I think I am. That. Mm. God can be my all in all. Yeah. Yeah, because I want more can come up with. Because it could seem like a silly idea too. And it turns out to be the greatest of ideas when we go with it. And you know what you remind me of these two pictures I got from the nun, this one little car, and it's got two pictures on it. It's this the oldest paintings all going dating all the way back to when the church first hired artists like Leonardo da Vinci and right. the Medici family hired all these guys. Basically to do advertising for the church. I mean, people don't realize those artists weren't just great artists. They were actually commercial artists getting paid to sell like 
like movie posters, you know, to get people excited to, you know, go to, to be part of the Catholicism at the time. But one of the oldest things they, they have, they, they you see a lot in these paintings, is you'll see Jesus or Mary, and there's a big heart here that glows. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And one hand's like this, and yeah. the other hand's going like this. And it's almost saying exactly what you're saying to us in layman's terms so we could all understand it now. Focus here, folks. Ask the questions and wait for the response to come from here, folks. That's what Jesus well, you and know, Mary are saying. You know what's crazy? <laughs> you're talking about connections. You know those two Italian kids that I used to yeah. um, mentor? Yeah. And one of them is now um, – you know, really growing as a, a movie producer. He's like, a, I mean, right. director. I don't, know, I don't know what you call the, his role, but he likes right. to write and he pr- produces these movies. And you know what his last name is? Medici. Medici. Because, he, yeah, he actually is in that lineage. lineage. Yeah. But and the other thing is when – so there's a connection there. I love that guy. Um, another thing is when you were – his brother's an amazing pianist too. They're both very creative. But when – I so I was listening to what Blair was sharing. And I'm like in this right now, so I'm thinking, <laughs> all right. So, because I before at the break actually, because there's so much going on, you know, I'm like, yeah, we do the show, and I usually get so high, and and lately it's been I'm coming here just like anyone else who listens to this truth to keep getting the next step in what yeah. I'm actually involved in, which is always the case. But now because it's like kind of like a big thing that I've been kind of ignoring for a while, but now yes. I'm looking at it, so it's like. Thank you, Blair. So when I when I asked that part of me, what I forget what it, like is this the right thing for me to be doing right now with regards to moving on, you know, from teaching because I've been giving myself this runway of this last year, you know, six more months or whatever, and just telling everyone and everyone, whoa, my principal. Well, by the way, this is my last year in this position. I just started telling people, and I've been getting a lot of feedback. But right now. This was the gold that I just got from it. I asked that part of me, and what I heard was, you have the power to do anything you want right now. You've been listening to what other people have been telling you to do for so long. That's your only problem. And that, when I heard that just now, it, under, it, it means a lot to me because what the doubts that were coming up yesterday about this move is, you know, like when I'm in this flow, I'm, I'm like, I, I know I can do it. I know what I'm yes. here to do. I've been telling people I'm an educational healer. And pe- some people laugh. Some people light up. But that's really what I do with yeah. kids. And I've been doing it for a long time. So I've been telling them that. And But then yesterday the voice was like, I can't pull this off. Like, you know, like I don't know. And it, it, and then I started resi- resenting my mother and the, the school. Just, so it was like kind of like. Wanting to go out on my own, but then still like thinking I can't, and that's turning into resentment. But this is the, everything I've dreamed of ever since I was like really was in that band Monkey Wang, where I started writing and performing music that was coming from within me and coming yeah. out. Yes, I knew I only wanted to live a life that was connected to this power within me, but I didn't at that time have the tools. It took me a while. Now I've been you know for a while I've been practicing these things, and now I feel like I finally have built an arc that will allow me to make this kind of transition yeah. without it being like last time I tried to do it. I like basically got eaten by the whale. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this time I want to you know, hop onto the yacht and sail into yes. greater good, you know? So, but that, that was powerful for me. So thank you for that Blair, because that 
man, that feels so good because that's what I feel like is like I'm already this fully developed next thing. This isn't something where right. I'm just – Maybe I'll someday I'll be Wayne Dyer. No, I want to be me yes. based on 25 yeah. years of experience and 48 years on this planet and raising my son and all this stuff and having friends like you guys. This is exciting. This is exciting. You know, it was so exciting. You brought so much energy of enthusiasm to all of us just saying that because we're all recognizing that for ourselves as you're sharing it. And it was so perfectly divinely timed that Indy's Hot Pocket – you heard the microwave go Oh, off. yeah. So he's probably excited, too. Sorry about that, guys. Is that barbecue beef, or what are we doing over there? Uh, it's, it's pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Blair, should, you want to read this uh, daily word? Yeah, I was thinking this, this is the perfect time for it. This is from a Science of Mind magazine uh, oh, yes. from October uh, of 1968, and it's titled... Today I let go of every discord. Can I tell our re- listeners? So for the whole time we've done the show, it was based around we would always choose a daily word in the center of the, the thing. Now this is from Science of Mind because our friend Michael Schoonover um, has been sending us packets oh, with all of this great old literature. And, and he wrote uh, on that for you, Ed. He wrote this for me. Be bold in the corner of mine. And yeah. uh, I almost read this last week, but then Daryl, unbeknown, unbeknownst to me, chose it for this week. And so it's perfect. So uh, those out there, this is no longer just Daily Word. This is could also be Science of Mind. Anywhere we find powerful truth readings that we yeah. can read, it's okay with us. Well, again, and the, and the Fillmore's who started Unity and Ernest Holmes, who started Science of Mind, now Centers for Spiritual Living, they all trained under Emma Curtis Hopkins. Yes, yes. Uh, so th- there is a connection there. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and some people say that Unity is a little more Christian, you know, but if you read Ernest Holmes, he has a lot of Bible references. Oh, you're not kidding. And, again, and it's universal truths, yeah. whether it comes from the Sufis or it comes from a Christian tradition or it comes from, uh, this, you know, the... The Jewish tradition—it's all—it's all principles. Yes, yeah, thank yes, you. thank yes. you. So this is uh, the Bible verse they use is from Isaiah. This is chapter thirty, fifteen. And so again, I just just drink this in. In returning and rest shall ye be saved. So it's like it's like instead of trying to be the one that's doing it all, take oh, a moment just man. to step back and be a part of that presence that is God. In returning and rest, I would say you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. So having that confidence in that presence that you're a part of already. So here's the text. It says, I drop all sense of loss or limitation from my thought and every belief which I have ever had in lack or fear. I now have faith in abundant living. I permit the spirit within me to express itself in perfect freedom bringing increasing joy to my experience. There is that within me which is completely conscious of its unity with good, of its oneness with all the power there is and all the presence there is. And all. So I love that line. It says there's a part, there's that which in me which is completely conscious. I may not be conscious here, but there's a part of me that's completely conscious of my oneness. I love that line. Yes. Uh, upon this power, presence, and life, I depend with implicit certainty, with complete confidence, and with absolute assurance. I allow the divine wholeness to flow through me into ever-widening fields of activity. Everything of good which I have ever experienced 
is now increased tenfold. Every joy which I have ever experienced is now multiplied. There is a new influx of inspiration into my thought. I see more clearly than ever before that my divine birthright is freedom, joy, and eternal goodness. I perceive the same birthright is bequeathed to all people. All power is delivered unto me, and this power I use for my good and every other man's well-being. The true, the divine presence, the divine presence interprets itself to me in love and friendship, peace, joy, and goodness are mine now and forever. Wow! Isn't that good stuff? Ah, this stuff is amazing! So, wow! Yeah, there was. I was thinking another story when I was at the church in Merced. I was the it was the first church where I was a senior minister, and there were about twenty people when I got there. And, you know, we, it slowly was building and uh, we had amazing people coming, helping do music. I did a, a meditation program at the local community college and that brought a bunch of bunch of people in. Wow. Uh, but then we developed people, you know, who, you know, they come to class and they put a dollar in, you know, and then like their second or third class, they put five dollars in. And then, you know, the, then like maybe next year they're starting to write checks and stuff like that. So then finally starting to get some people to, you know, to, to tithe. And then. You know, because they were tithing, their lives would get so good, they'd get this better job across the country. Yeah. You know, making twice as much as they were here. And I and I would get so mad. I get so mad at God. I just I just developed this tithing for our church <laughs> and now they move away. And so it was about the third time that happened, I caught myself. You know, it's like it, it, you know, I gotta get out of that limited consciousness. So I said, Okay, here's my attitude change. I'm tithing a tither to another church. And I'm claiming my tenfold return. Wow! And 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 amazing again, amazing things happened. Yeah. So it was just you know again, just catching ourselves. That's yeah. the thing. I I did a lesson one time called catch and release. Like catch those negative thoughts and let them go. <laughs> catch them when you're thinking and say no, 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 no. Let it go. Let it go. Wow! That's a great. Dude, one. You, thank catch you so them. much, Reverend Blair, for coming on today. Is there anywhere people can catch your talks or anything out there on the internet you want anyone to know about? Uh, there's, I, I have a, a YouTube site that has a couple things. You know, during the pandemic, I was doing services for people, so I recorded a few things and put them there. I'm at the Unity Church in Tustin, usually the second Sunday of each month. Oh, great. Uh, we got to go. We'll come check you yeah. out. We'll come down. Yeah. So, and then once in a while, like in January, it's different because of, of different things. I'll be there the, the fourth Sunday, but it's usually the second Sunday. And then I do, I do stuff with uh, Unity Carlsbad from time to time. I'm doing a Sunday lesson with, and the music uh, with them. And then uh, Unity San Diego, I'm, I'm going to be down there in January, and the second Sunday, uh, they've invited me to come back. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, after my retirement to come and, and share with them. So, um, so that's it. Well, you brought a lot of healing to me today, to Daryl. For a guy who's a retired minister, he sure does a lot of ministering. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, uh, Sig Paulson used to, if you don't know Sig Paulson, you need to get his stuff too. He used to say that when you retire, you get a new set of tires and go in a new direction. Yeah. Yes. Amen. John Strickland said the same thing to us. You and you're, you, you know, I work with kids. You can be like a third grader, the, the joy in your eyes and your, huh. it's amazing. So yeah, you are living proof. It. That this stuff works because your voice, your vitality, yeah. your joy, 
I'm, so healing, man. I'm Thank so you so much. I'm so grateful we met you. That, 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 all this stuff is just wonderful. It's I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing now in terms of stepping up boldly without people like you yeah. in my life. So thank you so much. I mean, I really well, and, really and you mentioned my voice, and again, part of my prayer is my voice is an instrument of healing. Wow, that's part of my daily prayer. So you little devil, you did it again. Yeah. God, God <laughs> just keeps returning these, matching his offers. If you have a moment, we have a story oh, yeah. for you. You may speaking, have actually heard it before. Speaking of him when we he was a third grader. Speaking not. of uh, uh, Blair when he was a third grader. He's a minister, so he might have heard the story before, but he may not have heard it in this way. No. So when Reverend Blair was a little boy, he lived in the country. For facilities, they had to use an outhouse. Young Blair hated it because it was hot in the summer, cold in the winter, smelled all the time. You can imagine, right? Yep. That outhouse was sitting on the bank of a creek, and Blair determined that one day he would push that outhouse straight into the water. One day after a spring rain, the creek was swollen, so little Blair decided today was the day to push that outhouse into the creek. <laughs> so he got a large stick and pushed and pushed. Eventually, the outhouse toppled into the creek and floated clear away. That night, his dad told Blair that they were going to the woodshed after supper. That night, so knowing what that, that meant a spanking, right? Yeah. Little Blair asked why. His father replied, Someone pushed the outhouse into the creek today. It was you, wasn't it, son? Blair answered, yes. Then he thought for a moment and said, Dad, I read in school today that George Washington chopped down a cherry tree and didn't get in trouble because he told the truth. Blair's father replied, Well, son, George Washington's father wasn't in that cherry tree at the time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, to take us out, we have Bachman Turner. Bachman Turner is coming <laughs> into to take us into over to take us into overdrive. TCP, baby. Okay, All right. now you have the correct lyrics, so yeah. I'm going to mumble along during okay. those parts. Let's hear the key we're doing here. You get up every morning, morning from, from your alarm clock's morning, do your morning routine, and get ready. There's a heaven up above, no need to push, no need to shove. And all the girls will look fine and look pretty. If you're on divine time, you will get to work just fine. No more slaving at your job to get your pay. If you ever get annoyed, look at me, I'm God employed. I love to work at nothing all day. And God is taking care of business every day. Taking care of business. Every way God's been taking care of business It's all mine Taking care of business And working all the time Work out No, no, no No, 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 no Welcome to Daryl on Head Reverend Blair, we love you Thank you for being a part of Funniest Day God is taking care of business Every day Taking care of business Every way God is taking care of business It's all mine Taking care of business And blessing over time Work Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. You've been
ਕਿਹਾ ਕਿਰਨ ਕਰੋ 